Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. When were you? At the wrong place, at the right time. At last week's horrific crash, where there are 28 people injured, from what I understand, it really was a miracle no one was killed at the uh, Daytona Nationwide Series race. Well, fascinatingly, like similarly, the week before, we happened to have our Christian oil guy was on the cruise that was dead in the water. Well, we another one of the Christian car guys own was there at, in fact, two of them. We're there at Daytona yes, last week, and so we have here with us on sort of a special appearance this time, Bob. You were there. It, it was coming down right in front of you. It looked like it happened fast as lightning. We have it there at the Christian Car Guy sh- site, but can you just tell us real quick what happened? Well, brother, it was, it was, it's really hard to say exactly what happened. You know, I've seen the replays, and you can tell a lot more from, from the replays than we actually saw from being there. But uh, it was just all of a sudden there was total mayhem. There was stuff coming into the stands, and we were uh, up a little higher, but we experienced it uh, a lot closer than we really intended to. And uh, but it, it left a mark. We'll get into that a little later. Well, we've got a soundbite for you. This is kind of what it sounded like on TV. But if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, when you if you were in the stands, you didn't see this coming. strange situation to be in if you're the announcer right you can overhear him saying and tony stewart wins <laughs> but it's a horrible crash and so he doesn't know what to cover i don't envy him being in that position right that second but while that was going on another one of our good friends here on the christian car guy show greg berkey with automotive or actually auto racing outreach you were there too greg and you were ministering to the fans even before the event yeah, that's exactly why we're there is because uh, being a chaplain within NASCAR, uh, ministering to the fans, is that uh, we were actually outside the track with ministry. And so I was not inside, but I had some friends of mine that were chaplains with uh, motor racing outreach that were there. They actually went to the hospitals with the fans and stayed there all night long. And, uh, you know, that's one of the reasons we're there because these things do happen. Yeah, and for such a time as this, it's interesting where you may find yourself. And I'm sure you're like me. You're thinking... What about the insurance coverage? (laughs) Well, maybe you're not like me. (laughs) But we are. It is the first Saturday of the month, so that means two different things. Number one, it's always the Jesus Labor Love Weekend when it's the first Saturday of the month. That's free car repair for single moms and widows across the country. And we are going to be telling about for such a time as this in that situation. But we also have our good friend Bill Mixon, our Christian insurance guy. And, Bill, there's some insurance questions here, aren't there? Well, yeah, I sort of wonder if you're in all that mess and you just go flying back to protect yourself and 
knock somebody on the ground and knock their teeth out. <laughs> you could be sued for that. It's uh, all kinds of things can happen to you that you don't expect that can be extremely expensive. And that's the whole concept of insurance is to protect you against big financial losses against uh, things that don't happen too often. So we're going to get some clarity on the insurance issues as well as what happened and what these guys got to, a chance to see got at work through uh, what would appear to be a catastrophe. But the question we have for you is when were you there for such a time as this? We'd love for you to call in today, 866-348-7884. Maybe you got an insurance question or some other question for us. We'd love to talk to you, 866 348 seven eight eight four of course you may have been involved in an accident it wasn't famous or anything but you happened to be there when this happened and god had you there for such a time as this we would love to hear from you 866-348-7884 as i mentioned it is the first saturday month of the month and the munch <laughs> that means that the jesus labor love folks are going to be with us in the in the second segment which is this wonderful ministry the Lord's provided with us with free car repair labor for single moms and widows. And I understand we have a real need in Albuquerque, New Mexico. We've had them in Kentucky this year, this last month. We've had them in Tennessee. It's amazing to see God work through those. You're going to hear about those. You're going to hear about the track. But then coming up at the end of the show in our appraisal by the real black book, that's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure. Crowd for discernment. Lift up our voice for understanding. Well, sometimes... We are at such a time as this to do Satan's bidding. That's the scary situation that you might find yourself in. And this too can change a life like this story. It could happen in the wink of an eye. Before you even know it, you changed a life for the bad or you might have been involved in it. And I, I came across this story as I was working on my devotion I do at a retirement home here in the area. And I, as I read this story, I thought, you know, this really has some lessons, deep lessons So I'm going to begin it for you to give you a feel of what we're going to talk about at the end of the show. It starts out, I saw him in the church building for the first time on Wednesday. He was in his mid-70s with thinning silver hair and a neat brown suit. Many times in the past, I'd invited him to come, and several other Christian friends had talked to him about the Lord and had tried to share the good news with him. He was well-respected, an honest man with so many characteristics a Christian should have but he had never put on Christ, nor entered the doors of a church. Have you ever been to a church service in your life? I'd ask him a few years ago. We had just finished a pleasant day of visiting and talking, and he hesitated, and then with a bitter smile, he told me of his childhood experience some 50 years ago. He was one of many children in a large, impoverished family. His parents had been struggling to provide food with little left for housing and clothing, and when he was about 10, some neighbors invited him to come worship with him. The Sunday school class had been very exciting. He had never heard such songs and stories before. He had never heard anyone read from the Bible. And after class was over, the teacher took him aside and said, Son, please don't come again dressed as you are now. We want to look our best when we come into God's house. He stood in his ragged, unpatched overalls. Then looking at his dirty bare feet, he answered softly, No, ma'am, I won't. Ever. And I never did, he said abruptly, ending the conversation. Well, I'm going to share the end of that story and some interesting highlights that I think might surprise you of some things we might glean from that. 
And I'm going to share that at the end of the show coming up in our appraisal by The Real Black Book. I'm Robbie Dillmore, the Christian car guy, 35 years in the retail automobile business, but more importantly, your brother in Christ, the Christian car guy show. We hope is changing the way people look at their cars. They, people are going into debt like crazy all over this country. And so we like to talk about, hey, you can keep a car. It can be paid for. But in order for that to happen, you've got to take good care of it. And you got to give it a name like Old Red. If you see old tractors out in the elements since the 40s still running, why do you think? Well, truth is, if you maintain a car, it lasts as long as you do. And cars need to be safe and driven safely. Wear your seatbelts. Don't speed. If you're truly following Jesus, you know, he'd be in the car ahead of you and you wouldn't be blown by him. And it's estimated that Americans waste 200 million gallons of gas a week on speeding. 200 million gallons of gas a week is wasted because of sin. Again, this is a live show, so we would love to hear from you today. Like Bob and Greg were at the Daytona for such a time as this, when did something like that happen to you? We want to hear from you, 866-348-7884. We do have lines open, and you know what? God's laying it on your heart to call us. You got that story. Call us, 866-348-7884. As always, you can find out all this at Jesus the Jesus Labor Love, and uh, the cool video of, well, it's not cool, but it's it, it sure shows you what happened in the in the stands at the Daytona 500. Yeah, Bob. It gives you a better idea of what things were really like. It was just total chaos, and I mean, you could hear the, you could hear the small fragments of metal uh, raining down around you, and we, like I say, we were upstairs, and it's the, it's like a upper deck and it's uh, called the Sprint Tower. It used to be the Winston Tower when Winston was sponsoring it and everything. But uh, we were pretty high, um, and it just was amazing that a piece of metal the size it did got right there in front of us and hit the people right in front of us. Yeah, if you go to the website, christiancarguy.com, and you see this video, what it just appears like, Bob and Greg, is that y- you would have not seen any of this stuff. It's just a bunch of smoke and debris. All of a sudden, from nowhere, it comes. You know, you, and, and then what's going to happen? Well, I was just watching Tony Stewart, you know, I was, you know, the, I was, my focus was on the front of the, of everything and, uh, the winner and it really came so, it rang so true for me when he got out of the car and, you know, there was no celebration or anything. We could just hear him on the PA and he was like, wow, I hope the fans are all right. You know, and yeah, that, and that 28 just of them. Know, yeah. So we got some stories coming about that more on the Jesus labor love and some insurance tips. So stay tuned. There's so much Christian Car Guy show coming at you. Call us with your for such a time as this story, please. We'd love to hear it. 866-348-7884. Stay tuned. So much more coming. such a time as this when were you in that situation where all of a sudden things changed in the wink of an eye debris came flying or there was some kind of accident and you felt the call of god on your situation we would love to hear from you today 866-348-7884 we're i don't know if it's just it's a it's a unique opportunity that we have we have bob young 
Our Christian Junkyard guy was there on the scene in Daytona last week. And Greg Berkey, who is with Auto Racing Outreach. And I think you're going to be blessed to hear what both these guys had a chance to minister uh, out there during this situation. But, Bob, just to take us back, you the, a bunch of metal comes flying. You see it hurting these people. Your wife had been in the medical industry and or in the medical field, and so you and she both kind of jumped into the action. Tell us what happened. Well, um, the lady, other lady that was with us, uh, friends of ours that we go to the race with every year, she kind of got real close with the guy, and she was comfort. And my wife and and there was another EMT guy. Uh, they came, and and people were just taking these brand new shirts that they had just bought. Here, use this, and here, use this. And somebody came up with a a fresh roll of paper towels and we were taking the the ladies were taking the um, clean items and, and you know applying pressure to the blood to get the get the bleeding stopped and uh my buddy and i eddie robbins and uh, myself we were kind of crowd control because you'll always no matter how tragic something is you'll always have somebody coming up and wanting to take a picture and some of the things I offered those people that were trying to take a picture, I don't believe I'll get any Christian awards for. <laughs> but uh, it just aggravated me, you know. Here, then people are bleeding and hurt, and you know the man. And so you were kind of pushing the crowd back. We just took crowd control, and, and I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> I have a way with folks and words, and sometimes, and 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 most of the people respected the fact that these people were hurt. I mean, the guy in front of Eddie had received a a head wound, a big cut on his head, a big cut on his left arm, and some sort of hip injury. This piece of metal was 14 inches, approximately 14 inches wide, around 36 to 40 inches long, and uh, a quarter of an inch thick, a real solid, you know, stout piece of metal. That. And how many rows up were you, Bob? We were in the, like I say, we're in the upper deck. It's called the Sprint Tower, which is... The front row of that, you know, down low, uh, the lowest it is, is probably 15 to 20 feet above the top of the catch fence. You know, it, it's way up there. And um, and so to, and to, we to think were that something eight, like that would happen. And just, we were eight rows up, you know, in that section, at which, you know, it goes way on up further. But, you know, we thought we were always going to be just safe as sound. You know, we were away from all that but and here while, this piece of metal comes up and and gets the people right in front of us and while that was going on greg what what was you were outside the track actually sharing jesus with people that's true that's what we do and what's interesting is when a situation like this takes place it shakes people up and uh, because you just never know what's going to take place and so we're there to to answer questions and and what we've seen even in the past of different tracks and different things when something like this happens so like when Dale Earnhardt passed away, the fans have all kinds of questions. They need some place to go for comfort. A lot of them need prayer, and they'll come to you during those times. And so during those times, it seems like the Lord uses that to soften hearts, and uh, we can introduce them to Jesus Christ that way. And uh, and it's just ministering to folks. It really is out there in, in their needs. And some people wanted to look at this like just, you know, it was awful, it was awful, it was awful. I'm like, we might better try to find us a way to rejoice here. Uh, they've thrown a race car into the stands and amongst all these people, and nobody died, you know, and, and we received And really, the, from we, what I could see, and I've, I've read several of the stories, they were miraculous. The guy turned at the right second so his eye didn't get taken out of somebody else. 
was standing a certain way so that he didn't get hit in a certain and, – and when you see that tire, which, again, if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, you see this huge tire – what you said, the ball joint and all was still attached to it? Yeah, it's not just a wheel and tire. It's a hub, a, a lower control arms. The whole assembly is underneath that thing, and uh, that weighs a whole lot more than just a wheel and tire and a lot more a lot more sharp protruding objects than just a wheel and tire, you know? And it, you see it sitting in the stand and thinking, you know, wow, I, that got there without hitting anybody. So I, I yeah, Exactly. You, when they had got, the IRL race down at Charlotte, uh, a tire – got into the stands and killed two people. One tire got into the stands and killed two people. So, so it, it, it was certainly that way. Well, we, speaking of miracles, the Lord has provided some on our Jesus labor love. Again, that's free car repair labor for single moms and widows, families in crisis across the country. You can find out all about that at christiancarguy.com. You can always go there and fill out a form if you need help. And we always need volunteers. And you can see how you can volunteer to join that prayer team, which is a really great thing, right, Vic? Because they're going to get updates on here comes a need, like your need in Albuquerque you're going to talk about here in a second. And they can yep. see what that need is and how they can pray for it, but then they can actually follow it on this spreadsheet that's that's done on the Internet that's constantly, you guys that are working on it are constantly updating that information. And so just like the situation in Albuquerque, we need prayer. We need it right on the spot and because these people are hurting right this minute. Yes, that young lady down there is hurting her. She hasn't had a car for nine months, and uh, she's just really strapped, and she's she's had some problems. But uh, I think we're going to get her all fixed up. I really do. We've got a good person down there to help her. It's Southern Boulevard Automotive there in Albuquerque that's helping us, right? That is true. And uh, even her car has to be towed and everything. And thank goodness we've got good people around to, to help us out. All these mechanics that volunteer their time. My hat's off to them, and I'm sure everybody feels the same way, that somebody's willing to give back a little bit and uh, to help these folks out. Right, and, and this is a good, it's a good time to, to talk about, you know, if you need help, it's sometimes better to ask for that help before it gets way out of hand. That's um, right. That it, a lot of people keep driving their car even though they say, well, I can't afford to fix this, I can't afford to fix this. Well, if you don't fix this, then that is going to be, you know, like they used to say in the old Fram oil filter commercial, you can pay me now yeah. or you can pay me later. You can get that such small situation fixed or you're going to end up with a whole engine like, unfortunately, the situation that we faced in Shelbyville, Kentucky, ended up that she didn't ask for help when she could have changed the timing belt, but now the timing belt broke and now we need a whole engine and it changes right. the whole game. Um, and so if you're out there and you're in need, pray about asking for it before it gets too late. We'll do what we can do. The Lord is always, he's providing for people all over the place, isn't he, Vic? He is. Uh, it's amazing. Some of the things that's happened. Uh, I'm thinking about that Kentucky situation where we had two needs for a car and they actually uh, come together to help out. It's so amazing. And, and another big way that you can help the Jesus labor love you know, all these guys that are donating their time, like Southern Boulevard Automotive in Albuquerque, like Chips Auto Service in Kentucky, all these different places, Bill's Auto Clinic here in Winston-Salem. If you can if you can patronize these people, you're supporting the Jesus' labor love because, you know, it's paying customers that give them the ability to be able to help the ones that can't. So go to Jesus or go to the ChristianCarGuy.com, click on the Jesus labor love, find out who you can support. Of course, we're going to hear more from the race and we got to find out about this insurance coverage. 
And what about my friend that wouldn't go to church? We got all that stuff. We're going there when you come back. So stay tuned. such a time as this when were you were there what was the situation god placed you in we would love to hear your story today 866-348-7884-866-34 truth as i'm we've been talking throughout the show our good friend bob our christian junkyard guy junkyard guy and greg berkey were both there at daytona last week and we've been talking about some of the things that happened there uh, but we also have our Christian insurance guy, which, you know, you got to think about these kind of coverages and what about crazy lawsuits and what's all up with that, Bill? You know, we'll find ourselves in the wrong place at the wrong time and not be doing anything we shouldn't be doing. I remember a long time ago, I had a call from a gentleman who had been driving in front of Baptist Hospital and he hit something and he got out of his car and he went back and he'd run over a child child had stepped out from behind a parked car on the way to school there's nothing that man could have done different well he was sitting in the courtroom and his insurance company got up and they wrote a check for fifty thousand dollars and they handed it to the judge and out the door they went well he had to go find his own attorney well he went to a law firm in town and the firm said we'd love to represent you but you know if you lose you're not going to be able to pay us, so you need to pay us up front. Well, people don't think about it, but when you go and get a loan, one of the questions are, are you in litigation? Well, nobody's going to loan you money under those circumstances. So he had to go out to all his family and friends and scrape together the money to pay the, the law firm. And understand, the judge and the jury already got a check from his insurance company. So when the trial ended, he owed another $200,000. Well, he'd already borrowed everything he could borrow. He didn't have any equity in the house, didn't have any equity in the cars, owed his family and friends everything. And he said to the judge, I don't have it. And the judge says, well, that's fine. You sign these papers. We're going to garnish your wages. We're going to take your tax refunds. We can have an auction set up. We can't get your house, and we can't get your first car. He says, that doesn't matter. They're already hot out. He says, well, you got to sign this piece of paper. He says, well, I don't want to sign it. Judge says, well, I wouldn't want to sign it either, but if you don't, I'm going to hold you in contempt of court. You're going to sit in jail. So what he had at risk was half of his wife's paycheck, half of his paycheck, all of his savings, his retirement. All right, Bill, you got me totally convinced. Now, enough with the sad there's, <laughs> there's, Give us the good news. How can we get out from so we don't have to face There are a lot it? of people that buy the very smallest amount of liability insurance they can and they don't realize for just a little bit of money, they can double, tri triple, quadruple the amount of insurance they're purchasing. But when they're on the calls trying to get the cheapest rate, the people they're dealing with aren't trying to give them the best value. They're trying to give them the lowest price. you got to understand with enough insurance, you've got golden handcuffs. 
and that insurance company's a lot more likely to sit there in that courtroom to the bitter end than if they can cut a check for $50,000 or $25,000 and then quit paying their attorneys. So remember, when you're thinking about something like debris raining down on you in the middle of a, an event you're in, you can be in the wrong place at the wrong time. But insurance was designed to help you get out of those big financial problems before they happen. And it's a good reason to have a brother in Christ that you can go talk to. Am I got the right coverage? Is there an umbrella policy that could help me in this situation? And have those kind of discussions, right, Bill? That, that's yes, sir. The, that's the big deal. Those 1-800 companies don't sell those umbrellas. <laughs> and, and then there's the, you know, just having the wisdom to, to talk to somebody who knows about those things because, honestly, I don't know much about it. So the wisdom is to find somebody that you trust and you know and whatever to deal with, and that's one of the advantages of with having a many br- counselors, I believe it says. It does say that. But interestingly... There's other kinds of things that can rain down, Bill, and that's fire and brimstone. I'm just saying. <laughs> and so <clears throat> in, an ef- in, a, in an effort, which I think is just outstanding, and if you're not familiar with automotive or auto racing outreach, it's so cool what you guys do. And if you're a, if you're a race fan, you can get involved real easily. But I, when I, you know, when I got um, Greg in here, I said, now, do you guys just overtly go out and say, you know, do you know where you're going to spend tonight if you were in heaven and, and you know, or if you're going to make it, how do you reach out to those fans and, and share Christ with them? You know, what it's neat is about, we deal with the other insurance problem and, uh, we're, we're dealing with eternal insurance and, you know, this situation that just happened at Daytona is a good example that things can change in a moment, in an instant. And so people need to be ready that when something does happen and something does take place and we never know when that day is going to come or when that hour is going to come, that you need to be ready for that and make sure that you're right with the Lord, that you've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and and that is all in place. And so that's what we're all about. I know it. I know it. And I love your little handouts that you guys use. It says, are you qualified? And it's, of course, got the checkered flag. So share with our listeners how they could, how easy it could be that they could take part in your ministry. It is pretty neat. Uh, actually, we set up at racetracks, normally on the outside someplace, either in the campgrounds or on Vendor Row. We'll actually be on Vendor Row at Bristol Motor Speedway in three weeks. And uh, we bag up our literature, and we find that that's a good uh, process to use. And that, uh, well, you know, NASCAR fans like three things. They like the cars, they like the drivers, and they like free stuff. And so we've got an actual show car, a race car that we set out, and we use that as our magnet to get people over to talk to as they come, we actually have all of our literature bagged in bags, and so they need that bag to carry other stuff around in. And so we know that they may not look at that at that moment, but that it's actually going to go home with them. And so as they start taking the stuff out at home, uh, they'll see that uh, gospel literature in there and hopefully read that and trust Christ as their Savior. And being a race fan myself, I just thoroughly enjoyed reading the track you have. It, it, the verbiage and the, the layout of it, it's just so perfect for uh you know, uh, that was my first question. Can I have one? Because uh, a lot of the people I approach are big race fans, and it's just done in such a perfect way. Oh, good. Appreciate that. NASCAR fans have their own language. And so if you can use that NASCAR language with the gospel and put that together, it's very effective. Oh, there's no doubt. And it's wonderful to know that you're out there. And it's also wonderful to know that they have those chaplains available because there are tragedies at these races. It's a, a lot of stuff going on really fast. And. Before you know it, you know, there's a tragedy. And like you say, what an opportunity when people have questions 
that that wow, there's there's things more important than what I thought was yesterday. It's amazing. In the flash of an eye, and when again, if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com and watch that video, those fans are having the time of their life one minute or 20 seconds, and then all of a sudden here comes all this smoke and debris, and everything changes, and it's an absolute emergency, and that can happen for any of us at any moment in time. And although we didn't dwell upon the fact that, you know, how bad it could have been and all that, you could not help but think if this piece of metal didn't hit those people in front of us. It could have been my friends right behind them or hit us. And if it hit them with the kind of force to knock them back into the people behind them, you know, if it hit them in the neck, cut a juggler, you know, they'd have bled out in just no time, no matter who was applying direct pressure, you know. And it just gave you that, you know, here you are and having so a great they, time. And so then you get back to our appraisal by the Real Black Book where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, cry out for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding, when we left our hero that was not going to go to church after the Sunday school teacher told him, you can't come back to Sunday school unless you're dressed, you know, like you're, you're in your Sunday best, so to speak, so that you can see God. No barefoot, you know. And, and when you think about it, obviously, she had good intentions. She wanted people, to, and she probably didn't want him to be standing out. But what had happened was she had told her, don't come back to church until you're dressed like you, you should. And he said, no, ma'am, I won't ever. And to finish that story after that, my friend that, that made this story, or you know, which I believe it's probably true, he says, I'm sure that Sunday school teacher meant well, but she didn't really understand the love of Christ. Had she studied and accepted the teachings found in the second chapter of James? What if she'd put her arms around the dirty, ragged little boy and said, son, I'm so glad you're here, and I hope... You will come every chance you get to hear more about Jesus. And as I reflected about the awesome responsibility of a teacher or a pastor or a parent, what they have to welcome little ones in Jesus' name, how far-reaching is your influence that you may not even know about? I prayed that I might, I, I prayed that I might be ever open to the tenderness of a child's heart and that I may never fail to see beyond the appearance of the behavior of a child to the eternal possibilities when something like this is happening. And it finishes by saying, yes, I saw him in the church house for the first time on Wednesday. As I looked at him there, immaculately dressed gentleman laying there in his casket, I thought of the little boy long ago, and I can almost hear him say, no, ma'am, I won't ever. And I wept. The fascinating thing about that story for me is that it was about three years ago on my other show, Robbie's Hobbies, Where Does God Take Your Passion and Use It to Build the Kingdom? I had some people on from, I think it was the Lions Club, they were doing a barbecue. And I don't know, if were you here that day, Bill? When at the end of that show, I normally ask people, well, tell me about when you came to know Jesus. And I asked this gentleman that day, well, tell me about when you come to know Jesus, when you came to know Jesus. And he said, I don't know Jesus. I don't believe that. And I was like, really, you don't believe that? And his friend, who was sitting there about where you are, Bob, he got all upset and he said, no, no, that's not important. This barbecue that we're doing is important. Let's not talk about this. And I said, wait a minute, friends, don't let friends go to hell. I mean, this is important. I can't think of anything more than important. What's going on? And he said, I don't believe that. And I said, why not? And he said, it's because when I, and he said, I'll tell you, I'm going to tell you why. And he got, he, he got angry and he said, I'm going to tell you why I don't believe that. And I said, why? And he said, well, I, I went to a church camp as a child. I was invited by the neighbors. And then when I got there, 
the first night they had a big assembly and they talked about coming to Jesus and everybody made a big deal out of coming to this campfire and they all raised their hand when they said, did you accept Jesus in your life? But I didn't. And he said, that night somebody stole, I forget what it was, radio or something. And they came around and they said, you must have done it because you were the only one sitting at that campfire that didn't raise his hand and you're not saved. So you must be the one who stole the radio. And he looked at me and he pointed his finger in my face and he said, see, I was the good one. And that one who accepted Christ, that was the bad one. And the situation was in that moment for my friend there, he'd made a determination that he was listening to the lies of Satan. Now, you could say that poor, that was a horrible situation. But the bottom line is when he is standing before God, when he's at the judgment seat of Christ, they're not going to go, He's not going to say, well, there was this guy at camp. That won't hold any water. They're not going to say there was this Sunday school teacher who told me I couldn't come in barefooted. That will hold no water. Yes, but at some point in time, there are lies that have been delivered by Satan that these people continued to believe that for whatever reason happened, we may have been involved in it, but ultimately it's not going to be that Sunday school teacher's fault, and it's not going to be the guy who told them that he was stole something at the camp, he still is in the position of making that decision. Now, what's our role in that? Well, I was with a dear friend for years and years, and I unfortunately found myself with him in a coma in the hospital. And you may have heard me tell this story before. His name was Johnny Hendricks. And as we were praying for him, the doctors had told us he wasn't going to make it through the night. And I looked at his best friend right there named Bruce. And I'd known this man for about six years. And I said, Bruce, did Johnny know Jesus? And he goes, I don't know. And his wife was standing there. And I said, Geraldine, did Johnny know Jesus? And she says, I don't know. I don't think so. Because he got all upset at the pastor at the church about 10 years ago, and he, or about 20 years ago, and he would never come back. And I was like, oh, my word, I've worked around this man all these years and all this situation, and I have never shared Christ with me. He was one of those people who was kind of grumpy. He was a little hard to reach. But the bottom line was Robbie never made an effort. You don't know the story that goes behind the person that you're looking at. And if you don't ever ask them where they're going, then you don't know the lie that you might help, that, that, that Jesus might allow you for such a time as this to unravel. Well, I just simply prayed really hard that God would give Jesus more time. And I, and I said, if you do, I promise, I promise, I promise, Lord, I will talk to Johnny about Jesus. Well, after four days in the coma, Johnny sits up in the bed like nothing's happened. And I'm like, oh, it's showtime now. God, you came through for Johnny. Now I got to come through and I had no clue how to talk to Johnny because Johnny was a little bit grumpy and I didn't know how am I going to do this, Lord? I don't know how to do it. He said, well, Robbie, Johnny is a car salesman. And to a car salesman, a deal is a deal. So I walked into Johnny's room, grumpy as he was, and I said, Johnny, I made a deal with God. He's like, Robbie, what kind of deal did you make with God? <laughs> I said, well, I told him if he'd give you more time that I would help you to get to know him better if you didn't know him, you know, or help you to come to know him. And he says, Robbie, you better get to it. <laughs> wow. And before Johnny's death a few weeks later. He did come to know the Lord, but that is the story of so many people around you, and how are you going to get in there and affect these lies that they've been believing? It was all about the Sunday school teacher 20 years ago. There's a lot to this, folks. 
And the neat thing is that are you qualified? That's what they're doing today, RO. We got a lot more Christian Car Guys show coming up. We want to hear your story, by the way. God's telling you to call us 866-34-TRUTH. line that's at the very beginning of that song. I don't know if you, but not the beginning of the song. It's where I picked up the song there. And she says, if nothing ever dies, then is there anything worth living for? That's a fascinating line. <laughs> and, and, and and it takes you to places that I would, you know, Bill, you were just sharing some t- statistics you that know, 100%, if I'm not mistaken, 100%, if Jesus doesn't come back of people, they're going to die. Is that right? You know, a lot of a lot of good Bible believing Christians that go to church on a regular basis don't understand the world they live in. We're in the middle of the Bible Belt, and when they went and checked the adults in our county, like most counties, half of the adults in our county, when asked, "Do you belong to a denomination or a church?" said no, which means half of those people are not attending any type of fellowship. Across the country, when they checked and asked, there's a group called Barnard, B-A-R-N-A. Yeah, Barna. Uh, dot org that's got some really fascinating Christian statistics on it. Um, half of the adults in the United States attend church less than four times a year, and 25% of the adults in the United States have never been in a house of worship. And you know, the Bible says if we're not sharing our faith with people, who's going to? If you've got Jesus in your heart, Paul said you're an ambassador for Christ, that you were given the ministry of reconciliation, that God is reconciling the people of the earth to him through Jesus Christ, not counting our sins and, and against us. And the cool us. thing is, Bob, the cool, I mean, Bob, and Bob, and, and, and Bill, is that you can do this with something that you love. If you're a NASCAR fan, it's, it's the whole idea of Robbie's Hobbies, my other show, is how does God take your passion and use it to build the kingdom? If you happen to love junkyards, I'm telling you, Bob has found a way to share Christ to the junkyard. If you happen to love NASCAR, you guys have found a way through auto ra- racing out, outreach, and now you've got this new car. Yeah. Tell us about it. It's really neat is that uh, we partner with several good partners in the ministry is that uh, support military organization, uh, Echo Light Studios, a Christian film. And then also this year, uh, we are in the, in the beginning stages of starting a brand-new NASCAR team uh, that will be competing in the, the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. We have a Christian driver by the name of Jordan Anderson. He'll be a rookie. Loves the Lord dynamic testimony. So this team is going to have a whole nother outlook and a whole nother reason and purpose for competing. It's for the Lord Jesus Christ. And here's the cool thing. If you love racing and you love Jesus, you can go to ChristianCarGuy.com. You can click on the Auto Racing Outreach logo right there, and you can sign up to hand out these really cool packets for for Bristol coming up in Tennessee. Or if you're, you're going to be in Charlotte, I know we got a lot of listeners in Charlotte. They would love for you to come hand out your stuff, right? And then you have exactly. a great fellowship there at the track. It, it is a fantastic time because you're just doing a great work. And uh, we'll be at Charlotte for uh, – 
for uh, two weekends there coming up in May. And, uh, again, right where all the fans are. And so uh, it'll be a great time. And he, even if – go ahead, Mom. Do you know the truck number that he'll be running? It looks like it's going to be the truck number 91. That'll 91. be excellent, brother. That'll be good to know that there's a uh, – we're well represented out there. Absolutely. And, Bill, you had another point you wanted to make. There's a great book, a great CD, a great set of materials out there called Share Jesus Without Fear. Google it. They've got a lot of material free online. You can get the book. It's one of the main books that the Gideons use to teach evangelism. But find out how to do this. Oh, here's Jesus how easy it is, Bill. In fear. my opinion, this is, Robbie, this is a Robbie opinion. If you will get up an hour early every morning and you will go get in the Word and you will spend time with Jesus, he will show you something tomorrow morning that will excite you so much that you cannot not go to work and share it. There'll be something that you just opens up your eyes like, man, I never knew that. The Holy Spirit will open up your eyes to that, and then you can't help but share it with everybody that you walk into. The best way I know to be this, to make disciples is to be one, an enthusiastic learner. All right. So <laughs> thank you all for listening to the Christian Car Guy Show. Remember, ChristianCarGuy.com has all about the Jesus labor love. We need more members on that prayer team. So go there and, and please, please join our prayer team. And, of course, find out all about auto racing outreach, about our good friend Bob. You can ask our experts. You've got an insurance question you didn't get on today. You can go to Bill and do it there at ChristianCarGuy.com. Remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years. And what will you do in the moment? In the moment of truth, I'll venture to say that depends on how close to God you are growing and spending time with him this week will have a lot to do with how you react spend some time with the lord this week it'll make a huge difference to everyone you know you're listening to the truth network and truthnetwork.com